All down. All silent. Going, going, going. Go on, Congratulations. Welcome to the Current Market Insights Podcast, brought to you by Harris Partners Real Estate. Each episode, we chat with real estate author and industry leader, Peter O'Malley, to discuss the current property market conditions and provide insights to assist you on your property journey. Hello and welcome to another edition of Current Market Insights. I'm your host, Kieran O'Brien, and as always with me is my good friend, Mr. Peter O'Malley. Peter, hello. Good to see you, Kieran. Good to see you, Peter. Big day in uh, Sydney real estate, I think, with the RBA meeting earlier today. And I thought we'd start the show just by getting uh, a bit of a wrap up of, of what the RBA had to say, what was in their statement, and really what it means for us at the moment. Well, the line that's captured the most attention, Kieran, is the board needs to be confident that inflation is moving sustainably towards the target rate. The path of interest rates that will best ensure that inflation returns to target in a reasonable time frame will depend upon the data and the evolving assessment of risks and a further increase in interest rates cannot be ruled out. So that's counter to what the market was looking for and that's clearly the RBA stamping on enthusiasm in the economy and society that rate cuts are imminent and uh, the RBA saying not so quick. Do they give any indication of what they mean in terms of time frame? So when they say they need to feel confident that inflation's trending toward the target or whatever it may be, is that something that they will reassess in a month or is this a more likely to be a, a three or six month kind of scenario? Well, look, they don't put a time frame on it. What they say is that returning inflation to target within a reasonable time frame remains the board's highest priority. And the reality is, is that whilst the trend for inflation has turned in the RBA's favour, they do say clearly in the in this statement that it is still above their target range. Not only do they want the inflation rate within their target range, they want to be confident, Kieran, that it's sustainably within their range. Now, getting ready for our chat today, I read the RBA statement as we've just gone through But I also read Jerome Powell's statement as well because he gave a very, very similar message to the American people during the week. And I found both the RBA and Jerome Powell, the uh, Federal Reserve uh, Governor there, used the same phrase essentially. Powell said um, that the Fed needs more time to confirm that inflation is moving down to 2% in a sustainable way. So there's that word again, sustainable. So what both central banks are saying to their respective constituents is we don't want to be on track to meet target. We don't want to get to target and then see it bounce due to global concerns. We want to be confident that it's sustainably under control because there's no point going through the pain that we have as a, as a Western society taking on these interest rate rises and the, and the higher costs get to within target, cut interest rates and then do a rinse and repeat where inflation takes off again. So really interesting, I think, that you're seeing a lot of signalling and a lot of um, cohesiveness between the messaging from central banks. Yeah, I find it interesting. I I get the impression that the RBA, one, wants to hedge their bets a little bit and just play it a little more cautious this year than they have done last year, particularly with their messaging, knowing the flow on effects it has. Uh, but it also says to me that they think maybe this 
dip in inflation in this first, uh, you know, January 31 reporting is perhaps not indicative of the broader inflationary picture and that there really is a bit more volatility or uncertainty to come before, as you say, we reach that point of stability in the market. Well, in, in recent weeks, we've discussed geopolitical and what role that plays in the RBA's thinking, and it's in the statement today, Kieran, you're, you're 100% correct. They say, quote, unquote, there also remains a high level of uncertainty around the outlook for the Chinese economy, the implication of the conflicts in Ukraine and the Middle East. Domestically, there are uncertainties regarding the lags in the effect of the monetary policy and how firms' pricing decisions and wages will respond to slower growth in the economy at a time of excess demand. So you're absolutely right. The RBA are watching all of this and they're not satisfied that the economy or the property market need a rate cut. I find it interesting and I'd love to get your thoughts in the week before. So just last week, uh, I read some articles talking about smaller lenders factoring in rate cuts to their fixed rate mortgages in anticipation of a, a RBA announcement. Do you think that this announcement of a good inflationary outlook, uh, a hold on rates is going to have an impact on mortgage rates? And do you think some of the bigger banks may start to preemptively well, cut? If we're ta- yeah, if we're talking fixed rates, one, two, three year fixed rates, it's understandable that they might shave a little bit off there to be to be competitive in, in, in that space. So what we're talking about here today, Kieran, is that the market – and, and some economists were looking for a rate cut somewhere around the middle of the year. And it's looking like there won't be a rate cut based on the current trajectory until Q4 this year or even early next year if, uh, if things remain resilient. Look, that does align with what we said at the end of last year. If you recall, uh, most of the predictions, including from from Louis at SQM, was that the first rate cut would likely come around November of this year. And it seems that we're holding on that track at the moment. And the four major retail banks have all got that assessment, September to November, for the first rate cut, where many economic commentators in, in the media have suggested they'll need to go a little bit earlier. In fairness, the money markets are also suggesting that the RBA will be forced to cut earlier. In our uh, February newsletter, we did make the comment, Kieran, that it'll be interesting to see if home buyers bake rate cuts into their into their buyer behaviour when they're bidding on properties this year, and that just goes for everyone else that's operating in the economy. And I think the statement today from the RBA is designed to kill that attitude that could creep in. There's rate cuts coming. Let's go out and spend as though we're going to get a rate cut in the next few months and get in front of the market. The RBA are taking that excess confidence that might be building in the commentary away. You know, interestingly, Peter, only this morning I had a conversation with someone who said they were excited for 2024 because they should see their mortgage rate come down by a couple of percent. And I thought to myself, gosh, that would be nice, but it's not very likely at this stage. Too quick on the draw there. Way too quick on the draw. Uh, I'd love to pivot. You touched on a good point there about buyer behaviour and whether or not this will have an impact and if if buyers are baking in mortgage cuts for the year. Given we spoke last week about the market and what was happening was a bit of an unusual scenario for this time of year. In the the week that's been, have you seen much change in in buyer behaviour on the ground and what's happening in the local market? And do you think this announcement today will have an impact on that? Uh, look, some real data is coming through now, Kieran, which is uh, which is good because the last few weeks we've caught up. We've been speaking anecdotally, but the first real data has hit for 2024 to be able to give us some insights into what's going on there. Uh, Domain had the auction clearance rate for last weekend at 
they had 545 auctions scheduled uh, with 444 reported. So there's 101 results missing or a bit over 20%. But anyway, of the ones that were reported, 305 sold to give them a reading of 69%. The takeout from the domain results is that 41% of the successful auctions had sold prior. That segues with what was happening late last year where there was a clean split at the end of last year of the successful auction campaigns. 50% were selling prior to auction and 50% were selling under the hammer. If we go across to SQM Research's numbers, um, they've got a final clearance rate for the week of 54.8% from 763 auctions. Last week, which was the last weekend in January, uh, they recorded 44.7% clearance rate from 123 auctions. Now, on the same weekend last year, uh, SQM Research reported a 52.6% clearance rate from 498 auctions. So you can see from the first weekend in February 2023, there was 498 auctions, First, this year there were 763. New listings on market this year are up 20% according to SQM Research's numbers. So that is tying straight in with our numbers and our feedback that we've been seeing that stock levels are surprisingly strong this year. We saw a number of properties that had been postponed. Their auctions had been postponed last weekend due to probably insufficient buy demand. That's really rare to see an auction postponed so early in the year because there's usually pent-up demand. SQM Research's uh, newsletter today reports that auction numbers, scheduled auctions for February are up 30% on last year. So the stock levels are accelerating and we're seeing that on the ground where buyers are suddenly surprised after an absolute lack of stock last year. They're a little bit surprised at how much of stock is available at the moment. It's certainly an interesting set of stats. You, you talk about how there are so many more auctions compared to last year. The clearance rate is is up a little bit, indicating that people, you know, there are sales happening whether they be before auction or on the day or even after auction as, as we've talked about in the past. I do wonder, you mentioned there's a 31% increase in the number of auctions scheduled to, to move forward. Do you think that that's a layover from those ones that didn't close out in January that, as you say, have been postponed? Or is it more related to the fact that there is just exponentially more stock on the market this year compared to There's more stock on the years? market. There's no shadow of a doubt. Now, some of those are, you know, relists from last year or overhanging from 2023, but there's absolutely no doubt that there's um, more New Year stock on the market than we've seen uh, for some time to begin the year. So far, you know, 55% clearance rate for, for the week on, on 700-odd properties is a reasonable clearance rate. What I would uh, question is, can that sustain itself? Can, can that sustain itself as the stock levels continue to go up in combination with what the RBA flagged to the market today? I must admit, I find the 55% really interesting. You know, often when we talk about SQM Research's auction clearance rates compared with domain and REA, which, you know, we may argue is a little bit fanciful in, in some ways, uh, we always talk about the fact that it's it's usually quite a big gap between the reported amount and, and what SQM physically see. 
this higher number tells me that, yes, there is more stock, but, geez, there are actually buyers out there looking for them. And as you say, it's it's there's often pent up frustration from 2023 or, or the year before. There's people who all of a sudden realise maybe they've baked in a mortgage rate cut. Maybe, maybe they've just said, you know, we've had enough of the, the rental market going so crazy. Uh, but there definitely is buyer activity on the ground and there there is for maybe the first time in a long time an oversupply of stock to meet that demand. I wouldn't call it oversupply at the moment. What I would say about the buyer behaviour and the properties that are on the market. And I have spoken to a number of industry colleagues around around the city in the last week just to get their take and see how their take on the market parallels with ours. And the feedback is that it's very hit and miss out there at the moment. You can have one property with 25 uh, genuine buyers turn up to the first inspection and then the next property you show, there'll be two people and their neighbours that wander through. So it's very patchy, hit and miss. There's a flight to quality Whatever analogy one wants to use, go for it. But there's not a consistency in how the market's performing at the moment. And that's a little bit like a fifth-day cricket pitch, if you like. It's playing all over the shop and it's making it uh, more difficult for real estate agents and vendors to play. Certainly makes it more exciting on day five. I I guess the hard question for you, Pete, is if we've got this oversupply, well, not, not oversupply, if we have excess stock on the market and we have buyers Increased out there. Increased stock at the Increased moment. stock. Why, why is there so much stock there now? We've talked about you know, mortgage stress in the past. We've talked about the, the impact that rates have and the cost of living crisis. What do you think is the major motivator at the moment? Do you think it's people just saying, look, we can't deal with it anymore? Or are people really just, I don't know, looking for a change? I, I'm, I can't quite work it out from my, my observations on the ground, that's for sure. There's an increase in people who are saying to us, my finances don't really work with interest rates at the current setting. Again, if you look at the data, if you look at the industry feedback from what we were seeing on the ground, if you look at the commentary about retail spending, etc., the November rate hike hurt. Now, everybody has moved past discussing the mortgage cliff. It's like it doesn't even exist or never did exist. We've never taken that position, Kieran. We've just said it hasn't impacted yet. It hasn't been felt by, by the economy and by households. So if, if you ask me, the mortgage cliff that we thought was all going to change the game for people in mid to late 2023 could be playing out into early to mid 2024, which will mean we're all early in our predictions by six months about the impact of the mortgage cliff. But I think the RBA will be looking for those signs of uh, stress and there's no doubt that all central banks have their finger on the trigger ready to cut rates when the time is required but they're looking for a, a, a definite and definitive break in the economy and in the inflation trend before they do that. Yeah well as you say there's no point cutting rates in anticipation of continued deflation and then we end up in you know heading towards another inflationary period, which is absolutely pointless. Uh, I wonder if, uh, you know, to use an analogy, the mortgage cliff is is a bit like a mortgage iceberg now and we're just floating along, floating along, waiting for that inevitable end, which, you know, many people may have been waiting for this first announcement from the RBA expecting a possible rate cut or or some more positive news. And if they were sitting under financial stress thinking, well, we'll just hold out and see what happens – and this may be the trigger, as you say, to then lead towards those middle-of-year stress sales to, to get people out of continued trouble. Yeah, well, look, anyone that does find that their finances are stressed really needs a plan B and a plan C. And the best thing to do is to go early 
if you feel that your finances won't you won't be able to see your finances through to the next the next cycle but there is we're seeing it more and more buyers are holding back in the bids they make and um, vendors are putting properties on the market that they might not otherwise put on the market but it's just a good time to reduce debt and get rid of the mortgage yeah well you certainly don't want to wait too close to the end and uh, put yourself in a position where you lose all control over the sale that's something we've certainly talked about before Peter, as we sort of move forward in our discussion, I'd love to get a sense of what really you think is going to happen in the market now for us as we move towards Easter. Uh, not too far away now, I hate to say that, but it's creeping up on us very quickly. Given the, the announcements, given the, the stock levels we've seen and the buyer activity, you know, both relatively high, what's the forecast look like for, for Sydney property over the next, say, six to eight weeks? Uh, look, I think vendors are going to uh, have to focus on accurate pricing. And I think the instances of vendors achieving overs will be reduced this year, Kieran. And the examples of properties falling a little bit short of what you know people sitting on the sidelines thought it may have achieved will increase. There won't be a crash in the market, but I think last year we saw month after month we saw vendors you know landing on the right side of the sale where they got a little bit more than they may have anticipated. I, th- I think that will come back. It is only early in the year, but one trend I have seen, where I've seen prices being recalibrated mid-campaign, where they're going up, those properties tend to be in the vast majority of instances above $3 million. Where property prices need to be revised down mid-campaign, in the vast majority of cases, those prices are below $2 million. So what I'm seeing already is that the money at the higher end is still swooshing around and pretty confident and bullshy because agents are scaling up the price guides for their respective properties. But they're at the at, at the what you might call the mortgage end of the market, you're still seeing a squeeze of sorts there. Yeah, really interesting comments there, Peter. I think uh, that certainly aligns with everything we've talked about over the last, I want to say, 12 to 18 months where the top end is is relatively immune i'm not going to say completely immune but relatively immune to these changes and can operate with confidence you know their, their money may be tied up in, in completely different assets that are free from uh, free some of these issues i wonder given the scenario that we're in at the moment and again it's only early what in your experience would you say to any prospective vendor is the ideal way to sell your property in a market like this where you've got Lots of competition. You've got buyers around, but everyone's a little bit cagey. The the money markets are a little bit uncertain. Uh, you know, we're under a financial cloud, so to speak. It's it's a really weird time. What do you think is the best strategy for someone who's considering doing something now? Uh, look, I think regardless of sale process, you need to have a price on your property that doesn't mislead people into bidding because it's so low that. Uh, You've got uh, below market buyers, price buyers, thinking they're going to secure the bargain of a lifetime. But you do need to start your price guide where the bidding starts. Once you have buyer competition in place, your marketing price has done its job, then it's a case of who of the potential bidders or the, the active bidders, I should say, on the respective property, who's the best of them. So you do want to price at a point where you create competition. That means you don't overprice as a vendor nor do you underprice. If you par- if you price at market price, you attract the market. And then from there as a vendor looking to sell your property, which you only ever sell once, you're fully entitled to say of the active bidders who's prepared to go the highest to secure this property. Good answer. I'm going to put you on the spot though. I really want to know, 
relatively black or white. If you've got massive stock on, on hand and you've got a lot of different buyers out there and really they've got choice, are you better going to a public sale like an auction or are you better off trying to negotiate privately with the best best bidders that exist in the market? Oh, look, if you go to an, if you go to an open and public auction, your hand is on full display as a vendor. You're fully exposed. The whole process is is transparent. So if you've only got one bidder, it's completely transparent on the day. Some people like the the deadline and think that uh, if they can get 10, 10 prospective bidders in a room that they'll all fight it out. Um, I haven't seen an auction with 10 bidders in recent times unless it's been underquoted by 20%. So if you do watch, watch an auction with t- 10 or 20 bidders on it, it's probably because it's been underquoted so dramatically. So we think that if you've got somewhere between two and five genuine bidders on a property, that's the recipe to achieve a premium for that and that's all you need and five's at the outside. When you're talking about more available or generic stock like uh, apartments, for example, in high-rises, you're probably not going to have a competitive sale on, on that sort of product. Yes, if you've got a magnificent family home down in Birchgrove, um, you've got a very desirable product but what you must keep in mind is that there's less people running around with 10 to 12 million than there are with three to five. So you really must tailor the sales process to the price point and the activity levels in the price point that is happening at that point in time for a property like yours. Yeah, really good advice and a a nice summation there, Peter. As we wrap up today, I'm going to put you on the spot. We've, or you have talked about data from some some big banks and reputable sources today, but I want to know from the, the bank of Peter O'Malley, when do you think the RBA will make its first rate cut this year? Well, I think it'll go after its international peers. That's that's my take, Kieran. So those that were looking for the RBA to cut rates, I, I, I run this by you today, which I thought was pretty interesting. The cash rate in Hong Kong is 5.75%. In New Zealand, it's 5.5%. In the US and UK, it's 5.25%. In Canada, it's 5%. And in the EU, it's 4.5%. And in Australia, the cash rate is 4.35%. So to think that the RBA will be the first or one of the early runners on cutting rates I think is a misread and until you see the vast majority of those uh, uh, international reserve banks starting to cut rates, I don't think there's very little chance that the RBA will go because they'll send the Australian dollar below 60 cents. You know, that's a really interesting summary because it just shows how one number can have two completely different meanings depending on the context. 4.35% cash rate to me as a homeowner is terrifying, but 4.35% in relationship to the rest of the central banks uh, is, is they're at the, the lowest end. number. You yeah. know, and it seems like, oh, actually, we're not in so bad a position. And that's because there's so much debt in our housing market that they couldn't. Could you imagine if the RBA dialed up rates to 5.5% like – New Zealand, for example? Well, I certainly wouldn't be living in my home, that's for sure, <laughs> like many others, I suspect. Yeah, and, and so I only stumbled on all of this today, but when I saw Jerome Powell use the word sustainable, sustainable fashion that inflation's come down and then the RBA used the same in their statement today, you know, I'm not saying that the, these uh, central bankers are ringing each other up, but uh, I'm not saying they're not either. Well, I think that's uh, that's a really good answer from you, Pete, and it's certainly you've you've done well at committing an answer without committing a time frame to your answer. That's what all good real estate agents do, isn't it? They never ever answer the question. As always, Peter, really great to chat today. I think we've covered some great topics and got some really good insights for the week ahead. 
Look forward to catching up next week, Kieran. Thanks so much, Peter. And thanks to everyone for listening in to Current Market Insights. We look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks for joining us on the Current Market Insights podcast, brought to you by Harris Partners Real Estate, the podcast providing real estate insights you won't find anywhere else.